This episode is brought to you by DistroKid. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. It's Chris Fafalius. I figured it was about time that we threw another old episode of The After Party out here on the main Chris to Makes a Podcast feed. And considering that Stefan Egerton was our guest this week, I thought that this was a good one to share with everybody. In this episode, Chris and I talk about our favorite Descendants songs, which, yes, is hard to narrow down, but I think we did a good job. We released this episode to our supporting cast back on May 9th of this year to coincide with when Milo was on the podcast to talk about the song Hope. Go back and listen to that episode if you haven't. It's great. And at the risk of beating a dead horse here, joining our supporting cast at ChrisDemakes.com is the best way you can support Chris to Makes a podcast if you enjoy the show and want to keep it going. You'll get weekly bonus episodes and a giant back catalog of episodes like this one you're about to hear for the cost of a nice cup of coffee per month. Supporting cast is basically just like a Patreon and the bonus episodes will be automatically pushed to wherever you listen to podcasts when they come out. It's convenient, it's entertaining, it's educational, it's inexpensive, and it helps us keep going with the podcast. What more could you ask for? Just head to chrisdemakes.com. Speaking of educational, I just used the expression beating a dead horse, and I thought to myself, where did that come from? Well, in case you're wondering the same thing, the origin of the expression beat a dead horse comes from the mid-19th century when the practice of beating horses to make them go faster was often viewed as acceptable. Ah, that's pretty mean. But anyway, to beat a dead horse would be pointless as it wouldn't be able to go anywhere. An early written form of this popular idiom is found in an 1859 issue of the London paper Watchman and Wesleyan Advertiser, and it says... It was notorious that Mr. Bright was dissatisfied with his winter reform campaign, and rumors said that he had given up on his effort with the exclamation that it was like flogging a dead horse. Okay, I've talked enough here. I hope you all enjoy this episode of The After Party. Here we go, from May 9th, 2022. This is the episode titled, Favorite Descendant Songs. Welcome to The After Party, ready, set, let's go. Welcome to Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to another After Party. Chris and I thought since this week's guest was Milo from The Descendants that we would each pick our top five Descendants songs, which was very, very difficult, Chris. Yeah, it's tough to narrow it down. I just literally about 10 minutes ago got off the treadmill. I ran for an hour and listened to Descendants the whole time. I listened to all of Sommery, Summary, Sommery. <laughs> I don't know how you pronounce it. It's not a real word. <laughs> Did you know it's not a real word? Well, no, it's a, it's I think it's a play on words of of summary, like a summary of a chapter in a book. But the, in this instance, it's spelled S O M E R Y. I'd say summary. Right, but I don't get the 
joke. Is there a pun there or something? The, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I think it's a summation. It's a, it's kind of like their, their their greatest hits that record, and and you know they've always had wacky spelling, so who knows? Yeah, yeah, I don't get it. We'll have to figure out what that means. But yeah, man, this was not easy to narrow down and you and I didn't exchange lists beforehand. So I'm interested to see if we pick any of the same songs. Yeah, for sure. Well, a a couple things here, uh, you know, the song that we talked about this week, hope, I love the song, but you might find this surprising, Chris. It's not on my list uh, in the, in the top five. It is also not on my list. I love that song. You know, I feel silly saying this in a way, but my first exposure to that song was sublime. <laughs> I'll admit it right now. I was young right. and I was I was a person who had to go back and discover the descendants as a teenager. So I knew the sublime I love the sublime version. I love the song in general, but yeah, it didn't make my top five. Yeah, but it was uh arguably as we were researching for the episode, it was Milo's top performing song on the Spotify's and the YouTubes. It had the had the most listens. So that's what we went with. It uh, ended up being a great story and a great episode. So I think we picked uh picked the right song. But uh just want to talk a little bit. Uh, you know, the first record Milo goes to college from eighty two. Uh track three, I'm not a loser. Uh Frank Novetta wrote that. Track nine, Suburban Home is awesome tony lombardo wrote that one hope Mila wrote that and the 14th track bikeage bill stevenson wrote that one uh but nothing off the first record uh, is a favorite the second record i don't want to grow up came out in 1985 and uh, the lead off track was the song descendants kind of like a, a it's like a theme song for the band it's like a, a gang song I, I've, <laughs> I've always loved it and that one's credited to milo ray cooper uh bill and tony lombardo uh the second track of the record i don't want to grow up tony lombardo wrote that it's a classic uh number 13 on the album good good things by bill love that song but uh when we get to enjoy from 1986 Track five, Sour Grapes, written by Milo and Doug Carrion. Awesome song. I was, I was kind of toying with with talking about it was either that or Hope. I I love Sour Grapes, but uh, my first pick, Chris, is from Enjoy. It is Get the Time, written by Milo, which I I just love this song. Well, I'll make it happen someday. Yeah, I'll make it happen someday. I'll make it happen. I'll make it happen someday. Yeah, there's something about this one. Uh, the lyric, the it just takes me back to when I first heard Descendants. This is probably one of the first songs I heard by them, and it just brings up uh, brings up great memories. And uh, a number of years later, Social Distortion wrote a song. Uh, I think it was on their greatest hits record, only called "Far Behind." I love this song so much, but it is a direct lift of the riff from "Get the Time." People are going to have to make their decisions. I obviously put clips of both of them in here. So you make the call. Did Social D 
lift the riff. <laughs> well, I think I think they did, Chris. And I, uh, we played with Social Distortion in Australia some years ago. I'm backstage hanging out, and uh, Johnny Two Bags comes up to me and says, "Hey, man, just want to let you know that my sister's a huge fan of, of your band. Can I get you know this shirt autographed?" He had a less, bought a Lesson Jake shirt. I'm, I'm like completely freaking out. You know, like, Social D is one of my favorite bands, and uh, then I I say to him, "Hey, man, I'm fanboying at this point. Are you gonna play Far Behind?" And he's like, "No, man." He goes, "He goes." Mike won't play that because it's a direct rip off of Get the Time from the Descendants. <laughs> wow. So you got confirmation. <laughs> <laughs> I did. But uh, what what's first on your list? It's my favorite Descendants album. You skipped right over it. But my first pick, I'll go with one that you mentioned, Good Good Things. Awesome. From the I Don't Want to Grow Up album. Man, there's so many good songs on that album. We'll get into that as we move further. But something about this song, it's punk rock, but it's also very 80s. And I was very, very young when when this song came out. Too young to even know what was going on. But this takes me back and, and it makes me feel like I'm in like an 80s movie on a skateboard or something. There's just something about it. It's... A love song, but it's also punk rock, but it's also of the time or something. I just love it. It puts me in such a cool mood. You know, when we were on the Caffeination Tour with Descendants, when they played this thing, and I was sitting there listening to this song, and I'm saying, you know, and to your point, it almost feels like 80, this 80s thing, but it almost sounds like it could have been like a 70s, like maybe yacht rock song that they kind of made into a punk <laughs> rock song. It just has that, I don't know, that poppiness to it. And Bill's always been a pop, you know, pop guy. He wears it on his sleeve. And, and I love Good Good Things as well. It's a great song. The way those verses are just so bass heavy, you know, and, and there's just so much dynamics for a young punk rock band. They have a lot, they show a lot of range on that song, I think. Yeah, no. Um, and again, getting to watch them, I've talked about this before, uh, getting to watch them on that on that tour was just incredible um, every night and hearing these songs and, and seeing people 10 years after the fact that they had been recorded, more than 10 years, uh, just losing their minds. It was just, it was, it was, it was awesome. Well, what do you got next on your list, Chris? Well, the next record was uh, entitled All, which, uh, as some of you may know, All became the band after Descendants, which was basically uh, Stefan uh, Egerton on guitar, Carl Alvarez on bass, and Bill Stevenson on the drums. And they, they had a couple different singers in All. But uh, the All record from 87 was the first album with Carl and Stefan. Uh, Coolidge is a classic that Carl wrote, the second track on the record. Uh, Van uh, is awesome milo wrote the lyrics to van and uh stefan and carl uh wrote the music and and if you haven't heard van go listen to it it's it, it's hilarious and it encompasses everything uh about uh, touring life you know and living out of a van it's your transportation uh it also doubles as your hotel room and, and and everything else but my second favorite descendant song is off this record i absolutely love this song it's a bill track Probably one of the first songs I heard by them and instantly fell in love with it, Clean Sheets. Clean 
It's also on my list. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one of my five. I mean, you're, you're going to be hard-pressed to find a legit Descendants fan who's not going to put that song in their five. Yeah, that song is... Um, you know, I, I've said this before on the show. Could you imagine if this band at the height of their popularity or, you know, like if when punk first broke out Green Day and Dookie, if if this would have been the follow up single, The Basket Case, if they would have recorded Clean Sheets, it's just it's a perfect little pop punk masterpiece. It's awesome, dude. Yeah, it, it's so, so good. So, so relatable. It's just it, it tends to be the ones I pick for the most part tend to be the love songs. Yeah, I know. You know, just some of the lyrics in in this song are just, you know, they're 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 so relatable. And and yeah, lo, Bill was is the master at writing these gut wrenching love songs. You know, and he's able to convey what he's feeling, but what he's feeling is what we all kind of felt before. If you've had you know any feelings of love uh, in in a relationship before, right. And speaking of that, Chris, uh oh, <laughs> for my my next pick, dude, I'm still stuck back on I don't want to grow up. I don't want to grow up past that album because I had to put and I have to believe this is another fan favorite. I put Silly Girl. Ah, I didn't write that down here in my notes. Yeah, S- Silly Girl's awesome. so good yeah it's just another one where just like with good good things <laughs> it makes me feel like i'm in the 80s and it's just this perfect love song that melody silly girl i'm begging you and like the and the harmonies on those it's just it's, it's a perfect you know if we're talking about the grandfathers or forefathers of pop punk music that is just the perfect blueprint for a pop punk song. I think it is. And I kind of touched on it in the main episode with Milo, but you know, these guys were just, (laughs) they were kids. They were writing these songs. They, they never ever in a million years thought that they would have legs that they would, that he'd be talking about the, you know, hope 40 years later that people would still be, you know, singing silly girl back to them all, all these years later. And for them to be, I guess the words like cutting edge and so far ahead of the curve, they preceded the whole pop punk movement by, by 12 to 15 years. It's incredible. Yeah. It's really, really awesome. And the songs stand the test of time and the recording of them, the sort of whatever you want to call it, lo-fi sounding recording of it. it just adds to the charm of it. It adds to the warmth of these songs. If you recorded these same songs with the technology that you have now, I feel like some of the spirit would be lost. Absolutely. And I, I think the same argument could be made in reverse with their later material. Some of the songs I'm going to pick, you know, this is a band to me that I still love the stuff that they're putting out. Uh, yeah. The old stuff is the classics. I love every song we've talked about today i love <laughs> almost yeah. almost equally i you know it's it's hard to pick uh like like i said hard, it was really hard to narrow this down to five but but i feel like their newer stuff if it was recorded analog and and really punk rock uh that it wouldn't have the same charm so the, it's really cool to see the evolution in the different eras of the band yeah i mean if you're talking about more recent stuff now it's like everybody's individual parts bill's drums carl's bass stefan's guitar everything 
is so audible. You hear it so clearly and everybody to quote you, Chris is a ripper and you're hearing like the best tones and sounds of everything. So yeah, to your point with the newer songs, part of the charm is just how amazing everything sounds. Right. And you know, I, I talked to these guys and I've, I've asked them individually before, you know, what made you guys have that discipline as he, because they, they told me all of them, they used to rehearse 12, 14 hours a day wow. for months at a time. It, they just eat, you know, breathe and, and, and slept being in this band and they wanted to be masters. You know, their, their slogan, go for all, you know, going for all to them was everything in life. No matter what you set out to do, if you're going to go uh, build a sandcastle, make it the best sandcastle on the beach. If you're going to be a doctor, be the best doctor. If you're going to be a bass player, a guitar player, a drummer, a singer in this instance, be the best. And these guys, I, I told you, I know you've heard me say it before to, to the listeners. I, I, I've sat and stared at Bill playing as recent as a couple years ago, trying to see if he misses a cymbal hit or see if Carl misses a bass run. These guys are flawless. My third pick, Chris, comes from Everything Sucks from 1996, their first release on Epitaph Records. This was their comeback album. This album is like their greatest hits. Yeah. You know, there there's like two songs that that are a little I don't know, I don't want to say I don't care for them, but I don't, I don't like them as much as the rest, but the whole album, uh the first track Everything Sucks, written solely by Stefan, amazing song. I think we have to get Stefan on to talk about that one at some point. I'm the one track number 2, uh Carl wrote that one. Uh that was the first single and video from the album. I love I'm the one. It is so so awesome. But I went with a song that uh, I released a cover with some guys a couple years ago. They had asked me to, to sing. Uh, they're kind of a covers band. They, they reach out to different musicians, different singers of bands. And I sang uh, I Won't Let Me, another Carl song uh, from uh, Everything Sucks. I Won't Let Me is, is uh, my third pick for favorite Descendants songs. also on my list is it (laughs) it is it is and you know i was having a hard time choosing you know i didn't want to do more than two from this album and yeah i'm the one is a classic i think my only reason i didn't pick i'm the one is just because i don't know i can't really relate to the subject matter of that one i feel like anytime i've been in that position where you know, I felt like, oh, I like this person, but they don't like me. I'm just like, oh, whatever, screw them and and, and move on. I, I don't, I'm not, I've never really, I mean, there's probably exceptions, but never really want to be that like, oh, puppy dog, whatever. So I could, didn't relate to that one as much, but I won't let me is the jam, man. That is, geez, the melodies, the chorus of that song. Maybe the fact that you did that cover of it, like renewed the love of that song for me because yeah, that was like, year and a half ago or so yeah. that you did that and i was like damn that's a good song so that may have helped in in uh bumping that song up for me but man i love it if you guys haven't heard it we'll uh we'll play a little clip here for you but while i am away don't worry just keep your faith in me and have no doubt because i know right from wrong and i know i can't 
Hey, everybody. We're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors, but we'll be right back with part two of this very fun Descendants-themed episode of The After Party. Looking to elevate your music career? DistroKid is a digital music distribution service that enables musicians to distribute their music to online stores and streaming platforms such as Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, Amazon, Tidal, and many more. DistroKid collects earnings and payments, sending them to you, the artist. With DistroKid, artists unlock a world of possibilities. From easily paying collaborators with splits to securing your music with DistroLock, DistroKid covers all bases. Plus, you can promote your releases with HyperFollow and create eye-catching visuals with the Spotify Canvas Generator, all for free. But that's not all. Introducing the DistroKid app, now available on iOS and Android. Artists can manage their releases, view streaming stats, and withdraw earnings, all from the palm of their hand. And for those looking to perfect their sound, check out Mixia. With its simple interface and customizable mastering options, artists can make their music sound polished and professional within minutes. And don't forget about Instant Share, DistroKid's newest feature. Share large files securely with collaborators, producers, and more, ensuring your music streams at the highest quality. Ready to take your music to the next level? Download the DistroKid app and explore their suite of tools today. Plus, listeners can enjoy 30% off their first year by visiting distrokid.com slash VIP slash demakes. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash demakes. And now, back to our special sneak preview of the After Party Podcast. Yeah, man, so you picked two of my songs already in your choices. <laughs> so I'm interested to see what you think. This is my last pick because I had three picks and you, you picked two of mine. So this was the last one. I mean, I could come up with more, but whatever, man, it's fine. What a bummer. I, I, I kind of ruined this for you, Chris. You, you know, no. if you went first, I guess the same thing would have happened to me. Right. I just think it means that we both have great taste. <laughs> <laughs> this is an outlier in the descendants catalog. It's, a lot different than a lot of their other songs, but dude, I picked When I Get Old. of that song and i know you know here and there it's a, it's a little bit silly or whatever but it's so heartfelt and the message of like feeling young even when you're old or something i just i love the message of this song and i love the feel of this song i think it's like really different for the descendants it's almost like a ballad would you consider it a ballad yeah right yeah a, a, a yeah a ballad in punk rock terms sure um if, you know if if uh if a soft 
soft rock or yacht rock person heard it, it definitely wouldn't be a ballad to them. Yeah, but in the punk rock world, I think it, it qualifies as a ballad. Uh, I love this song. And I remember being on uh, the, the tour with them back in the day and they'd play this. And, you know, they they had about about 10 years on, on Less Than Jake age-wise. And I would just sit there and like be like, God, these guys think they're old. They're they're not old. Are they are they talking about now? Or are they talking about when they really get old when they're seventy? You know, and and uh, to to see them play this song uh, to this date is, is is so cool. Just such a feel good song. It is, and I'll tell you what, man. I don't think that as you get older, you gotta pretend that you're younger than you are or anything. But I also think that you're only here once, and you gotta live your life to the fullest and and enjoy it and that's what this song makes me feel i'm not a big fan of people sitting around and complaining about their ailments and talking about how old they are that tends to annoy me because i I think that it in the grand scheme of things you're only as old as you feel yeah (laughs) and i know there are certain things you can't help if you if you feel really bad because of an ailment yeah that's different but i feel like there's there's a lot of people who are in good health and good shape that like to bitch and moan about <laughs> about getting older when, you know, there's a lot of good things just about being alive. And I think that is the theme of this song. I think that's how this song makes me feel. Sure. You know, We is another song from this album, Rotting Out, Sick of Me. Um, just Oh, I love that one. Yeah, just uh, like I said, I, I in, in my in my notes I had written uh, you know, that this whole album is kind of a kind of a greatest hit. So there's really really not a bad song at it. And for them to come back after I say come back, you know, all continued on after Descendants. They 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 were out touring and playing all all those years. Uh, albeit Milo wasn't there with different singers, but but the family unit of, of Bill Carl and Stefan was was still intact and they were playing. So yeah, it's a comeback album, but these guys never really stopped. But but what I was making mention of is that I could not believe when I heard this record in 96. I was f- absolutely floored when I heard it because sonically, uh, they had Andy Wallace mix the album. And by this point, Stefan and Bill, they knew what they were doing around the studio. The Blasting Room, that's where they recorded it. They they had top gear. They knew what they were doing. Andy mixed it, hit a home run with this thing. Uh, but just the musicianship, everything. And again, uh, all never stopped. The band was out there steamrolling town to town. They were on the road eight, nine, ten months a year doing their thing, uh, honing their craft, getting better uh, as musicians, as if they could get any better, these guys. And uh, yeah, when, when I first heard this record, I, I was blown away. Had no idea it was coming out. Had no idea that they were getting back together. We, Les and Jake had pulled into New York and we stayed with a, a dear friend of ours named Matt Rosenberg. Hi, Matt, if you're, if you're listening. And uh, Matt let us stay at his apartment in the city and we're hanging out after the show and he said hey have you heard this he you know hands me an advanced cassette of everything sucks and i'm like what is this like new descendants album i'm like what roger and i popped it in and just were mesmerized you know and went out and bought it uh, the next day and and probably listened to it a a thousand times uh on, on subsequent tours after that but my fourth pick comes from the cool to be you record from 2004 this was an album they released on fat 
Nothing With You is a song Milo wrote that I love. Maddie is a song about Bill's uh, stepdaughter that's that's heart-wrenching, that is a great song. Milo's got another one here called Tack, the 12th song that, uh, that, that, is, that is awesome. There's something about the snarl and uh, uh, piss and vinegar in his voice on that track that I just, I just love. But the song I picked, my fourth favorite Descendants song, uh, is One More Day by Bill Stevenson that we uh, talked about with him. On our show. I can't get anywhere pretending that I don't care. Lying to everyone I see when the only thing I needed was one more day. Like yesterday, I picked you up and put me down. Wish you were still around for one more day. Like yesterday, with you. Yeah, it's hard not to put that one on the list after that episode. Melodically and musically, the song is awesome. But then when you hear the story behind it, yeah, it's pretty dumb. I left that one off my list. Maybe why I did is just because it's it's just so sad. <laughs> you know, I, I after hearing Bill talk about it, you know, I feel like the music's uplifting, but the, the story is amazing. I think that's a great choice. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, th- this song as if I could even love it more. But, you know, for the listeners, Chris is always on these episodes. I think you've missed like two where you had a prior engagements where you, you couldn't be on the episode. He's always in the wings in the back taking notes so we can do our wrap up afterwards. This particular one, I can't recall the exact reason why. It was because of Bill's something with Bill's audio. So you guys had to do it over the phone. That's so right. You guys both. You guys both had a mic set up and then you just basically had your phones on speaker or something because it was something with Zoom or whatever. Yeah, we were each listening in headphones from our phones so it wouldn't bleed through the mics. That's right. That's what happened. And and I get done with this episode and I remember calling you and I just said, man, I, I, I feel like Barbara Walters. I just got the Pulitzer Prize. I got like the best interview ever. Like this is just... Right. Uh, heart wrenching. There was moments where where I was choked up. Obviously, Bill Bill was uh, was, was very emotional. But I loved this song before then. Uh, this is one of those tracks I, I mentioned earlier, Chris. That uh, I don't think could have been recorded back in 1982 or 83. It just they weren't ready. They weren't uh, mature enough. They hadn't lived enough life yet to write a song like this. I've said it before. Uh, I'll say it again a million times. The thing that's cool about the Descendants is. I mean, you listen to Descendants and all. That's a good point you brought up that, yeah, the Descendants came back and they had this amazing album, but the three out of the four guys never stopped. They'd been recording album after album after album and getting better and better at their craft. So, yeah, it's a giant lift in every aspect when they come back, but that was a gradual process from album to album for for three out of the four of them. The thing that I was going to say about Descendants and all is you hear the things they're singing about in their lyrics being things you experience as you progress through life. So yeah, you go back to the songs from 1982 and they're singing about, you know, sleeping on floors and singing about their van and, and silly things. And then you fast forward 25, 30 years and they're singing about things that you experience when you're in your thirties and forties and fifties divorce and losing parents. And I think that's an 
a really awesome thing about this band. Oh yeah, they've always wore their hearts on their sleeves. They tell it like it is, and that's why they're you know they they have such a rabid fan base that connects with these lyrics. And you know, uh, jumping back to what you were saying a moment ago of what I was talking about earlier with the whole all thing. You know, uh, for the listeners, you should go check out. Uh, it's all over YouTube. The Everything Sucks demos. Chad Price from All, uh, the third singer in All. Chad sang on most of the demos uh, on that album, wow. uh, which is which is uh, unreal. Uh, Milo basically just went in and, and re-recorded a, a lot of that. So uh, a lot of those songs were to be the next All album after Pummel, and they ended up being on Everything Sucks. So it just goes to show you how interchangeable really the bands were. You know, they were kind of uh, at, at some point. I think Milo might even have mentioned his episode that that uh, I think it was like 1993. Chad lost his voice, and uh, they were in uh, New Jersey somewhere, and and he sang. Uh, he went went and sang a show for all. You know, and the the, the fans just went 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 nuts. I think it was at City Gardens in, in Jersey. So uh, they, they've always been interchanged, and and uh, I I love both bands. Equally, I, I know that's uh, sacrilegious to some Descendants fans, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I love love both bands. My fifth and final pick, Chris, uh, came from their 2016 album, Hypercafium Spazinate. A couple songs on this record are Cool Victim of Me, which is uh, the music was written by Stefan, uh, lyrics by Bill. Shameless Halo, again, music by uh, Stefan, but Carl wrote the lyrics on that one. And my fifth pick my fifth favorite descendant song is a song that bill and stefan wrote the music to but bill wrote the lyrics it's called without love another day goes by we can't live like this anymore can't live without love another year goes by we can't live like this anymore can't live without love that's a good one. I forgot about that one. I didn't even come that recent when I was thinking of my list. I don't think it'd be in my top five, but that's a great one, man. Yeah, that song is awesome. And uh, honorable mention, uh, they released a record last July 2021 of songs that were recorded in 2002 when uh, when Tony Lombardo was was, was still alive. Uh, it's called Ninth and Walnut, and they finished the album. Milo went back and then sang it. It was a lot of old ideas, uh, unfinished songs uh, from back in the day that they, in 2002, went and recorded, uh, I think, the foundation of these songs, maybe bass, drums, and guitar, went in and finished them and released it. Uh, I heard a song called Sailor's Choice. It's uh, the, the first song off the record. I believe Tony wrote it and uh, was pretty cool, but I never got into the record. I just, I just kind of uh, just haven't listened to it. I was recently uh, on a UK tour and, and Roger brought up, have you heard, have you listened to Ninth of and he's like, dude, it might be my favorite Descendants record. It is awesome. So now I'm stoked wow. to to go dive back into uh, to that album, and maybe maybe it'll displace one of my five here. But without love, man, this song might be my favorite Descendants song. Um, wow. Yeah. Okay. They're you know, and, and you said it a moment ago. They they have r- run the gamut over the years from songs about their van to to you know silly songs to uh, the all logistics, all these you know uh, songs about farting and 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 uh, other things, just juvenile stuff to songs about loss and love and hope. And this song, um, there's something about the minor chord structure that Stefan plays here. It just gives me a lump in my throat. It 
just makes me sad without even hearing one lyric of the song. Uh, absolutely love this song. It's, it's uh, like I said, probably my favorite Descendants tune. It goes without saying that we could add so many more songs to this list. Yeah. And, you know, you, you mentioned earlier that you like both bands equally, and I'm I don't know if this is sacrilegious, but I lean all <laughs> actually like and that, you know, that's probably just because I discovered all before I discovered the descendants, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, all when I was at an impressionable age, all pummel came out and, you know, I was exposed to it because of 120 minutes. So that it was kind of like I discovered all first and then. I went back and listened to Descendants, so maybe that's why. I don't know. Obviously, it's mostly the same band, but I think I might like more all songs. But both of them, I, I consider them all one big thing, and, and so many good songs. Yeah, and, and for the listeners, if you haven't checked out all, go check them out. They're they're absolutely amazing. And I actually saw all first in 1992. Didn't see Descendants until we played with them opening night in Minneapolis of that tour in '97, and was you know just blown away and then of course after that we uh, ended up doing more touring with all we toured with all more than we ever did with the descendants did, did a bunch of runs with them and uh always been a blast i saw you at club log on that tour yeah yeah it was, it was great great memories so anyways man uh yeah this has been been a lot of fun going down memory lane it was awesome having milo on he was he was so much fun to talk to and uh maybe, like i said maybe we'll get Stefan next talk about everything sucks i'd love it Well, we stuck to our word there with getting Stefan on to talk about Everything Sucks. I hope you all enjoyed that sneak preview episode of The After Party. Don't forget to check out ChrisDemakes.com. It goes without saying that all the episodes of The After Party are all ad-free when you join our supporting cast. I hope you all have a great day, and let's all try to avoid beating any dead horses. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, everybody. I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan. And this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on The Corner of Gray Street.